Man, let's do this. Hour number two of Blaine and Mickey on a Tuesday. Beautiful weather outside. Hopefully you are having a fantastic day. Shout out to uh, everybody up in Beth Page. We had a caller yesterday who said, there's like 10 of us up here that listen to you. So shout out to all 10 of you and everybody who's listening from anywhere, whether you're listening uh, online, you're listening, I don't know, on the actual radio while doing something crazy like driving a car or working somewhere. Maybe you're listening online, wherever you listen. We appreciate you listening. Uh, Two days away from the NFL draft getting started. I like Christmas and all, but man, I'm a big draft guy. I'm extremely excited about this. Looking forward to Thursday. Get to open a present. Now, what would be a fantastic scenario is if they got to 22 and they just traded that sucker and traded all the way out of the first round. Here's the thing. Now, depending on where you went and what you got, the reaction by Titans fans to me would be fantastic at that point because there's a bunch of dudes that are getting mocked to this team, whether it's Caleb Farley or it's Elijah Moore. By the way, I got a trade scenario I'm going to hit you with in a second that we finished the last hour talking about if you're just joining us. Or it's one of these Miami edge rushers or it's Aziz Ojolari or whoever it is. Some of those people are going to be there. And what if they trade out of the pick? What if they traded all the way out of the first round? Boy, what would that be worth to you? 615-737-1045. If you got to sit in the room with John Robinson and say, yeah, pull the trigger on that. What would it take for you to lead the first round this year? Be curious to hear about that from you when you play GM. Again, 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey uh, hanging out with you until 3 o'clock today. Then 3HL will take over. Uh, finished the first hour talking about this. Everybody's got a mock draft. They're like, well, things that all of us have. We all have them, and you know, they all are what they are. Peter King with a mock draft with the Titans trading pick 22 to the Ravens for pick 27. So not leaving the first round, but going back five spots. And then taking a player that a bunch of you like, although I've seen, again, mock drafts. And remember, none of us are in anybody's warm room. We can all put our mock draft out there. Everybody can. I mean, last year I was, well, I, I, we had to make these videos for the zone. And I picked um, cornerback Christian Fulton, LSU. Well, guess what? They took that dude in the second round. He was still available all those picks later. So I was half right. They did draft him. But they didn't draft him until the second round. Well, everybody and their brother had that dude as a first-round pick. Except. Obviously, the Tennessee Titans, they had him rated as a second-round pick, and that's exactly where they took him. So this is where Peter King comes in. And I don't always read. He did the Monday morning quarterback, and that sucker's like 8,000 words, and now he does it with a different name. Um, But he did this. Titans trading pick 22 with the Ravens for number 27. They would get a third-rounder, and then according to Peter King in his mock draft, they would take Elijah Moore. And, Blaine, you said, what pick do they have? It what what third round pick is it? They have pick ninety four and pick hundred and four. So if you're John Robinson, you say I want ninety four, then they would have five picks in the top one hundred. Deep receiver draft. Uh, John Robinson talked about uh, it being a deep O line draft, which means tackle, no yeah. tackle, and which means no tackle in the first round, but later, just later on, later yeah. on, uh, he talked about the edge. Uh, group and how he said it was it was deep into the mid rounds. He also talked about the cornerback group and how it was good early and into the mid rounds. Lucas actually has he talked about the possibility of trying to turn his 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 
four top 100 picks into more. This is what John Robinson said on Zoom yesterday. Wish I had more than four. Um, but that's that's what that's what we've got. We'll see what we can make out of that. You know, can we turn can we turn four into into five or, or maybe six? I think you know I've got some calls to put in this week around the league with other GMs just to um, kind of gauge their willingness uh, to, to move around. Um, you know, Thursday night and Friday night, um, and we'll see how that you know those calls go this week. But uh, I think everybody, you know, kind of knows that, that we're willing to kind of shuffle around. We have, you know, historically been a team that doesn't mind shuffling around uh, pick-wise. It's interesting, Blaine, because, I mean, him saying that, who was the pro football focus guy who was on with us and said, it's their job to say they'll go anywhere? The Austin Gale says, Lucas, and we all had a big laugh about that. Like, the guy who was saying, you know what, we'd move this pick. He said, they'll all move the pick. Well, I guess except for Dave Gettleman, right? He doesn't do it. Um, when you're at 22, to me, there's just a world of possibilities. And I look at a team like the Falcons to me because they may be the most – that may be the most interesting draft thing to me that there is because depending on how the quarterbacks fall, there's no telling what kind of offers they could get if a certain guy is available that another team would want a quarterback. Or you could take Kyle Pitts, who people think is one of the more transcendent players at any position that we've seen in years. So they're going to be Falcons fans who I think are just right on, like, don't trade it, take Pitts. And others who would say, get everything you can get. Well, when you're at 22, I mean, you're so far back. Mm-hmm. It just would like, like the, the potential trade to the Ravens for 27. You could get another pick in the top 100. I think most Tennessee Titans fans, some might have their guy there. Let's say Caleb Farley or Greg Newsom are your guy. And somebody takes the lead trade at the Ravens and they pick one of them. And then at 26, somebody takes the other one. Maybe you're mad that those two guys are gone. But I think most Titans fans at this point, Blaine, would be like, heck yeah, trade back a little bit. Get you another pick or two at the top 100. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. If, uh, you know, your, your player on your board is still available and you think he will be looking at the other guys who are picking, uh, I think I would. But typically when you're in a, you know, later in the draft, Mickey, it's kind of you're sitting there and you're, you're drafting the best available on your board. You're probably yeah. going after a position that falls down there because it's not a priority. And that could be uh, at this point in time where they're grading them. It could be that's why I keep saying a linebacker or, is still available or offensive tackle lineman, uh, you know, that you get the one of the best at their yeah. position as far as grades, then instead of getting a guy that's middle round guy that may or may not contribute immediately, uh, but will eventually be a starter. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what way he goes here uh, with 22 and how the draft falls. You know, some of those guys may trickle down depending based off the how many quarterbacks, one of five quarterbacks go in the top 10. So now it's really, you know, 15 picks before your pick almost you know, 17 picks. And then now you're talking about 17 picks. Now, uh oh, I may be able to get one of the top three corners on the yeah. board. You know, uh, well, I may be able to get one of the top three D ends on the board because it's about need of other teams, what they may take in their yeah. rating. Uh, so, you know, that's why I say it's just so unpredictable. As much as we could talk about need and want, they go about it about availability. You know, uh, who's available and what value do you get? I think the Titans, I said this the other day, that the Titans free agency is about filling needs. The draft is about finding the best value of a player at 22, whether you need it or not. And even during my day, the same thing. Remember, we drafted Keith Bullock. They had no idea he'd be there 
And we already had three starting, you know, linebackers. We didn't need no linebacker. Everybody was like, why do we get a linebacker? Well, as a player, not understanding how the system works, now sitting back after the fact, it's because he was the best available. They had no idea he would be there. And they go, we're going to find a way to put him in there. If we don't, he just won't start for a year. And then the next year he'll start. We right. got the best player at his position, you know, on the board. Yeah. You know? So that, that's kind of how it works in the draft. Uh, which is crazy. And that's why we're all sitting here perplexed. <laughs> why do they do that? Well, they got the best available on their board and their rating system. Yeah. So sometime it won't be need. I mean, they're going to be like, oh, we need a slot receiver. Oh, we need, you know, a cornerback. And they go off the wall linebacker. Guess what? They got the number one inside linebacker in the draft at 22. Yeah. They're going to, in the draft room, they're going to be jumping up and down. We got the number at 22. Well, yeah, how about that? And they go, well, we really don't need him. Well, he's going to be on that field somewhere eventually. Uh, so that's kind of how the thought process is. That's why we sit back there and go, what? <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, you know, it works out where it's need and value player you get. And he said right. that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, you know, that's a dream. But yeah. in reality, they're taking their highest graded player uh, on the board. Even Big Jeff, Big, you know, they were shocked that he was. No, still they were there. shocked. And but they had Jarrell Casey and Daquan Jones. I mean, they had, I, they had, I was sitting there going, "Why did they do that?" <laughs> well, they said in a year this dude will be a beast. Yes, they, they were right. I mean, he's he's good. I mean, can he get better and brush the passer? But he is a dominant player. Yeah. Oh man, here's the thing: they're going. We have no idea. Nobody has any clue what they're going to do, except like you said. Take the best guy at value on their board. They're going to take the best value on the board. That's what they're going to do. And like that is something Jay Rob said is, hey, there, there are those years where it lines up. Best rated guy just happens to be a position we need right now. Yeah. But it's probably not going to happen. Hey, we got uh, our guy, Coach Matt, coming up next. Brought to you by our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. By the way, thanks to them for making this NFL draft coverage happen. Man, we have got you covered on the draft. They got you covered with great health care coverage and affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. We're going to talk about it all with Coach Mack next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. When you hear that music, well, that only means one thing. It is the return of the Mac. Coach Dave McGinnis joins us for his weekly visit, courtesy of our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Hey, you can't count on who the mock drafts are saying anybody's going to get drafted. But you can count on Farm Bureau Health Plans for better coverage, better rates, and better customer service. They've been providing Tennesseans with the home field advantage for almost 75 years. Coach, what is a mock draft worth in this world? Well, you know what? It's fun, and it, it's, it, it's good licks. But as I say, I mean, it's, it's, it's just about as real as the imaginary neighborhood uh, in Mr. Rogers, you know, with, uh, with, with, with King Friday the 13th and the platypus family. I mean, that's just about, that's just about where it is. We did a mock draft yesterday in studio there with Mike Keith and Amy Wells and Rhett and I, and we had so much fun, uh, so much fun doing it. We put some Easter eggs in there, made some trades that'll never happen, but put some Easter eggs in there. So people would be entertained, but I, I, all the OTP subscribers, Want you to listen to it. You'll enjoy it. But uh, I think we got probably the first two picks like they'll come off, but none of the rest. That's the problem with those things. I mean, we're all going to get them wrong, but it's just a darn fun to do them and to read them. It just sucks me in every year. 
Well, yeah, as I said, I've never been involved in mock drafts, but Mike Keith said, Mac, would you do one, you know, for the OTP and for Titans radio? I said, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get fired for not having the wrong, for having the right picks on those things for 31 <laughs> years. I could get fired for having wrong picks, you know, uh, you know, not in this. So we had a lot of fun doing it. The OTP subscribers will love listening to it. But as I said, there's some Easter eggs in there that they will, they will hear say, Hey, that's not what they've been saying on all these shows where we're talking about it. And uh, that's what I want them to do is find those Easter eggs. I like it. Uh, Easter egg hunt with coach Mac. Uh, he and, Rhett Bryan also on Wednesday nights to be the final one, uh, breaking down different position groups in the draft. This week, it is edge rushers and cornerbacks. So we'll definitely ask Coach Mack about some of these guys during the visit today. You want to try to squeeze in a question. Phone line's open, 615-737-1045. We also got a couple of Twitter uh, questions we'll ask Coach Mack about. But uh, we're sure. just getting started here on Blaine and Mickey, 1045 so. Yeah, Coach, I just wanted to give you a statement I've been saying. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just kind of how I view uh, the draft when you're sitting in the draft room. And you've been in those rooms, and I haven't. And that is that the Titans free agency was about filling their needs, but the draft is about finding the best value of the player at 22 of any position. When you hear that, give me, I guess, your evaluation, if that's true or not, and, and why. I think, you're, I, I think it, it's, it's along the lines of very true. Uh, but here, here's here's a caveat, Blaine, and I think you will agree with this, and so will our listeners. It depends on where you are with your roster uh, this yeah. year. This year, now you've got you've got a few more holes than you've had. So the way that I look at it is much the same that you the free agency they had some must that they had to address yeah. in free agency with that defensive front. But because of the truncated salary cap, they had to release some starting players because of money. So now that makes your needs a little bit greater, you know, as far as positionally in the draft. But I think your basic premise, you know, for a normal year and for a, and for a, a, a roster that has not been depleted because of a truncated cap, I think your basic premise is spot on, Blaine. All right. We're going to play a little bit of uh, I don't know what game it would be, but it's a time clock. And you can only, you know, you got to just shoot me real quick your answer. I'm going to ask you like five questions. And, and it's going to be, you know, basic questions about the draft and see see how well uh, you do uh, come draft day. So here we go. We're going to start it up. How many quarterbacks will get drafted in the first round? Five. All right. How many Alabama players will get drafted in the first round? Five. How many SEC players will get drafted in the first round? All of them. <laughs> how many UT players will get drafted, period? <laughs> uh, you know what? Josh Palmer will be drafted. Josh, Josh Palmer will be yeah. drafted. And Trey Smith probably and Trey, and Trey Smith. So I'd say those two for sure. And in fact, Josh Palmer and Trey Smith, both to me, Blaine, are guys that uh, you've got to just take a look at traits and people rather than what was going on on the field. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so two. All right. And lastly, in the first round, how many who have more drafted offense or defensive players? I think there will be more offensive players drafted in the first round. Oh, wow. We're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. I like that exercise, Blaine. That's a nice <laughs> Yeah. That, hey, rapid fire with Coach Mack. We yeah, rapid fire with Coach Mack. Man, yeah, that's that's even better. I'll let you smart guys figure all that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coach Mack. All right, Mickey, you got it. Hey, but Blaine, uh, before, before you get off here, let me ask you something. Uh, aren't you working out a corner in this draft? Did I hear you? Did, yes, I, I, I trained uh, for the combine, Nate Hobbs. 
And I, I really thought, and he thought I was crazy after I worked him out for a while. We haven't trained here in the last three weeks or so, but we went getting up to the combine. I thought he was as talented as a Dory Jackson, but taller. He was about six feet, five eleven, six feet ish, but he was very athletic. He could play inside and outside. He was physical. He understood schemes and systems. Uh, playing with Lovey Smith, he said, you know, some of the stuff was unorthodox, a little bit in the cover two uh, that they had him do, they hadn't done before. Uh, but I think this guy's underrated. I, and, and you know, a lot of people saying he's going late in the draft. I, it's almost impossible to me that he goes past the mid round. If anybody has worked him out of any time frame, they will see that this guy is, you know, he may not be as highly acclaimed as Adore was what he did in college, but as far as just his talent and Adore, we know, you know, Adore was super talented. He was just as a talent and athletic and much more physical than Adore Jackson. You know, I, I, I did this kid, you know, I, I did this. Oh, kid. Your thoughts they asked yeah. me, and they said, yeah, I think Blaine Bishop has worked him out. So anyway, I, uh-huh. he's number eight there at Illinois, correct? He yes, wore, that's he, him. He wore, he wore number eight and he, he played on the right side. Uh, and, you know, I, of course, I've got sources all around the country. Anyway, ask, ask about this kid. This kid is an athlete. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see on tape that he's twitched up. And then I did a little, you know, I, I asked some questions about him because uh, just of what you said, I mean, he's a legitimate high jumper. He was a legitimate high that's jumper in, in high school. I mean, he, he, he was a six, nine high jumper. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some hops. And so when, when you, when you, when you watch him, you know, what, what I saw, I saw an explosive athlete. I saw a kid that could run. I thought just watching him, uh, I, I watched the Rutgers game. He picked one off there in the Rutgers game this year. Uh-huh. He missed three games this year because he got hurt. So he only played, yeah. I think, five games, you know, this year. But just watching him, I mean, this is a guy that's very, very talented. Uh, I would say this, uh, that I wish you were still working with him because uh, what I would tell you to work on with him is being able to track a ball over his head, you yeah. know, you'll, you'll, you'll throw the ball, throw the ball deep. But as far as physical traits yeah. and you're the physical part, you're right about mm-hmm. now, lovey the corners, when you're going to play for in, in that, in that system, corners have to be able to tackle yeah. because if you're going to play Tampa too, those corners have to be able to tackle. But I kind of agree with you, uh, Blaine, with what you said, you know, I, I've seen, I, I, I don't, I don't really care what anybody else thinks about somebody, but I think, you know, at the, at the, at the end, I think he'll be at the third and third day guy. But when you start to look at him at the third day, I'm, I'm starting to look at the end of the fourth round on for that guy, because to me, there's some, there's some talent to work with. I think he had a little hiccup uh, in 2018. He was suspended there. Yeah. But you got to dig on that, you know, and find that. But uh, I agree with you hundred percent. When I started looking at him, I went, this guy's an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He, and when I told him that he said, well, I'm not going to go in the first round. I said, I'm just telling you what I'm, what I've seen him at practice to what I'm watching now. You're a much more physical presence. You just didn't go to a highly acclaimed school. You went to Illinois and you were, weren't on TV a lot and you didn't return kicks, you know, for touchdowns other than, but your talent is as good as his. And he well, thought he, I was really feeding a bunch. I said, no, nah, man, I, if you know me, I don't, I don't feed people BS. That doesn't mean you're going to go first round, but it w- does tell me is you can have success in this league if you're coachable and he, he was very coachable. He was easy. And once you get your shot, it, it's going to be disguised. Let me, this guy could cover. I mean, he could cover. I and mean, he was, <laughs> yeah, I, I like what I saw. So somebody's going to get a steal coach on that last day. Yeah. Well, if you get to talk to him again, tell him, don't worry about the rounds you go in. Because let me say this. Yeah. You get in a building and you play well, you'll make money. 
Don't yeah. worry about mm -hmm. the rounds you go in. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, with Coach Mac giving us a Mac attack. Coach, we got a caller who wants to ask you about a movie. I know sports movies aren't always accurate, but Randy a from movie. Bowling Green wants to ask you about a specific movie that has something to do with this week. Hey, Randy, say hey to Coach Mack. Hey, Coach, how are you? Hi, right, Randy. Thanks for calling in, man. So my question is, if you've seen the movie Draft Day, how realistic are some of those scenes or the, the war room there in that movie to what you've experienced? Randy, thanks for the call. I have seen Draft Day. I love Kevin Costner. Uh, that, that thing was like all movies. It's a little bit embellished. But, but there are some things, there were some things that went on in that movie as far as the drama of a draft. It's not quite as dramatized as what it was made for in there. But uh, I like the movie. I mean, I, it wasn't one of those movies that I was watching because I've been involved in this in the National Football League draft for over half my adult life that I just said, no, nah, I'm not going to watch this. I like the movie. So, yeah, it's got it's got some some things in there that you can relate to. But just like anything in Hollywood, it's a little bit over dramatized. Yeah, the take the deal, you pancake eater was my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> that, came up, that was not rated PG. I'll just say that, kids, uh, if you're going to watch the movie. Coach Mack on with us. All right, the two cornerbacks that I see, if they take a cornerback at 22, and everybody's mock draft, it's one of two guys. It's either Caleb Farley or Greg Newsom. I'll ask you this, Coach. Both those guys seem to be fantastic players. Is there one of those guys that you think better fits what the Titans want to do than the other? Mickey, they both fit. They both exactly fit, but they're two different types of corners. You know, they really are. Caleb Farley is, you know, is, is a big, long athlete. I mean, if you want, you want to just talk about raw athletic ability, I mean, it's Caleb Farley. But when you talk about him and the package that you've got to include, he's played corner for two years. He was a quarterback. You know, and, and so he's still got uh, quite a bit to, to learn there. We're talking about his physical characteristics now, but he's long, he's limber, he's loose, he's very supple, he's a good match, he's a good match corner. Uh, that guy's got it all physically that you'd want that you'd want to to have. Except now you've got to get involved in with, with his his physical well being. You know, he has the microdisectomy, as everybody knows, very, very recently. That's not the first issues he's had with his back. I don't have all the medical information like I would have if I was working for a club, but but he's had a knee issue before too. But physically, he could do anything they wanted him to. Newsom, Newsom is a is a guy that is is really, really a what you I would categorize him as a good athlete. He's not an elite athlete, but he is a good football player. He could play both. He could play both for you, too. Uh, look, slot corners are starters in the National Football League, and Newsom is just a guy that knows how to play the game, and he plays it at a fairly high level, and he plays it at a very, very consistent level. Both of those guys would fit what they do. They're two entirely different types of defensive backs, but they both would fit what the Titans do. On getting the Mac attack here with Coach Dave McGinnis. Coach Mack joins Blaine and Mickey. Well, Coach, I guess give us, um, besides, uh, I know you guys are doing cornerback and, and, and pass rushers, but kind of give us the middle round guys that bring a lot of value. You say, hey, man, this guy can come in and contribute. You know, that third, especially when he's got, you know, three picks, you know, or so within that, you know, third and fourth round that they bring a lot of value to be a very – very good backup who will get in the rotation, you know, and could put in maybe five sacks, maybe what a veteran 
defensive pass rusher could bring to the table, but you'd have to pay him a lot more money. I'll say, okay, so you, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go with edge first. That's what you're telling me. Yes. Uh huh. All right. Let's go. Let's go with, let's go with edge first. And so you're talking about, you're talking about, you're talking third round. Yeah. Mid round guy, third, fourth, fifth, you know, some guys that you say, man, this guy, he can help us out. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start with a guy that, that I really don't know where he's going to be just because he doesn't have a whole lot of, of tape, okay. but I don't know where Russo is going to be just because mm-hmm. there's so much varying, you know, thoughts on him because mm-hmm. he's, he's had a very limited view. This is a guy that's very raw. That's got big physical characteristics that you look at. You look at this guy, you think he might come in and be a 275 pounder after his second year in the league and might just be a monster, you know, on the inside, you know, with the pass rush. But let's go, let's go to the edge. You want to the edge. Carlos Basham at Wake Forest. Carlos Basham at Wake Forest is a guy that I like. 6'3, 281 pounds. He's a three year starter there at Wake. And uh, he is. He's really he he's a guy that that controls whoever he's going against. And I and you know, and I like that. Now, is he is he super twitched up? Not, you know, I wouldn't say he's an elite athlete twitched up, but I like his game, the way he plays. Joe Tryon from Washington, 6'4, 263 pounds, one-year starter. Okay. He's a one-year starter at Washington, but but I mean, he when you look at him on tape, this is a guy. This is a guy that makes that, that you can see he's a work in progress, and you need to, he he needs some real refinement on his pass rush skills. But to me, I think he's a future starter. Joseph Osai from Texas. You know, mm-hmm. this is a guy Joseph Osai from Texas, 6'3", 255. He's a two year starter down there. I think he will be in there, and let's stay in the state of Texas. All right, for a guy that I like <laughs> that nobody talks about much is uh, Peyton Turner from the University Houston. of Houston. Yeah. You know, Peyton Turner, 6'5", 270 pounds. He was a three-year starter there, and his effort is exactly what I would want to coach. He was the way that he plays. He's high cut, okay, and so he's going to have to learn how to keep everything balanced, you know, but I, I like him, you know, quite a bit. I'll give you one more for down that way is Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, 6'3", yeah. 248, not quite as big. But he's a three-year starter, and he's got really, really strong hands. This is a guy, and Blaine, you know how important hands are on defense, especially in the National Football League. Hands are important because a shock and shed ability is 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 vital. You can be as fast as you want to be, but if you can't get off a block, you can't play defense. Those are some guys for you. Oh, I like that list there, Coach. Yeah, because those guys could eventually – I like how you say, you know, potentially starters – with the, you know, the right coach, especially when you got Vrabel, who that's kind of his niche, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that oh wow, that's powerful right there. Got a guy that can contribute right away uh, as he develops over time. Uh, maybe even sooner than later. Don't know how quickly those guys develop. But we're over to Coach Mac and giving us the Mac attack. I know Mickey has a list of uh, I think three guys that uh, fans mm-hmm. were asking about when we put out the questions. Go ahead, Mickey, with with those uh, those players. Yeah, Coach, uh, just put it out here. If you got somebody, it's the last pre-draft talk with Max. So who have you got? Uh, Clay, who's a big Vanderbilt fan, wanted to ask about Dio Odangbo, who we've talked about a little bit before. He also asked about the linebacker, uh, Andre Mintz. Mm-hmm. Curious to get your thoughts on those guys. Yeah, let's talk about Mintz first. I think Mintz will be a free agent, okay? He'll, yeah. He will be a free agent. He will get into a camp. But, I like. I mean, he's 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 a pretty good key and diagnose dude, you know, behind the ball. I like, I like Mintz. Uh, because he can play several different places, but I really think that he will be a free agent player. Uh, the other one, Deo, 
I yeah. really like this player. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I like this player. I, I, I do. And I, and I know he ruptured the Achilles. And if he hadn't ruptured the Achilles, I think his game translates to the National Football League even more so than it did to what they were doing at Vandy. You know, I've seen him on the field in person. He's got length. He's got chase. He's got some nuance to his game. And plus, this guy is going to get stronger. I like this player. I do. And someone is going to draft him knowing that he may need some time, just like just like what Big Jeff did, because, you know, that, that ruptured Achilles that he had getting ready for the draft. That's going to be something early on. But I like I really like this. He will be drafted. He'll be drafted in the middle rounds. And, and he, he caught my eye when I was there on the field watching him. Mintz is a great effort player. I think the kid will get into a camp. But Deo will be drafted. There you go, Clay. Good stuff with Coach Mack. And Noah asked, and again, Red and Coach Mack each Wednesday night, if you're missing these, you're missing out. They have been breaking down different position groups. So tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, 7 o'clock, it'll be edge rushers and cornerbacks. Last question, though. Noah sent this in. He said, I'd love to, to hear a tight end discussion. He said, I think Trimble is the best option fitting our system. He's talking about Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame. Coach, this dude, I know he didn't catch a whole lot of balls at Notre Dame, but everything I read about him is he is a holy terror as a blocker. Well, let me tell you why he didn't catch a lot of balls at Notre Dame. They didn't throw a lot to him. Right. Yeah, that, 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 it's hard to catch him if they don't throw him to you. But yep. his, block, his blocking ability is really good. He is one of the best contact blockers. Uh, you know, from an, from an on and off position there, because a lot of blocking is being able to attach and then move people. He, he, he's got a great attachment ability. He's got a, he's got a great initial six inch Cobra punch when he gets into somebody. And then plus they use him, they moved him some, I mean, he could play, he could play a move, a move wide that you could back off. You could change strength of formation with. He could block from the backfield in those counter O, we call counter OHs, where the second tight end is the move guy that's swabbing a hole coming through, you know, behind a guard. I like this player, but he's an excellent, excellent blocker. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure he's just that. I think that he's a decent athlete. And as I said, don't let his non-catch numbers bother you a whole lot. They just didn't throw it to him. Coach, we're we're over our time, man. This segment always goes by way too fast. That's 20 minutes in the blink of an eye. People who want more of this stuff tomorrow night, you and Rhett, 7 o'clock here on The Zone, and also the OTP podcast, even with mock draft, with Easter eggs and trades and all kinds of stuff. So there's plenty of Mac out there for people who are looking for it. Yeah, the OTP, just you know, subscribe and, and listen to the mock draft. And as I said, we had we had some fun with it, and Rhett and I you know, did it so that we wouldn't know which one the other one was taken and then – we made some drafts that nobody would ever make. and But you know what? Again, as I say, that's what mock drafts are. Amen. Thank you, Coach. Uh, we'll talk to you later this week, I'm sure. Guys, love being on with you. See you, Blaine. See you, Mick. Hey, folks. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, this Peter King potential uh, mock draft trade with the Ravens is blowing up on our Twitter. People are responding. and Let's just say they like it. We'll update that. We'll pull a little buck and uh, Lucas. We'll update their poll at the end of the show. But, oh, my gosh, do you guys seem to like this? potential draft and pick with Peter King and the Titans and the Ravens. We'll explain it. If you're just joining us, explain to Mickey one Oh, four, five. Oh yeah. Blaine and Mickey one Oh, four, five, the zone. Happy birthday. Ace freely. My childhood musical hero is 70 years old today and he has lived really hard. He's one of those guys I think benefited from the makeup. He's treated his body like an amusement park since like 1973. 
So but my man shows the effects of the wear and tear, but Space Ace was always my go-to Halloween costume uh, choice as a kid. And there's nothing like being yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing like being Blaine, an eight-year-old kid showing up at a Baptist church Halloween party in the 70s dressed as Ace Freely. I think my parents got a talking to after that. Because, uh, you know, youth directors in the 70s weren't big on Kiss, but uh, I still had to represent my man Ace. Uh, until, until true story, I bobbed for apples and came up with an apple and no more makeup. So no. uh, let that be a lesson to you kids. If you go to a Halloween party as a member of Kiss, do not bob for apples. Although with COVID, I would imagine apple bobbing is probably a thing of the very distant past uh, right now. So we asked this question on Blaine and Mickey based on this proposed Peter King mock draft. Um, this is one of the most responded to things we've ever put out on our account. By the way, follow us at Blaine and Mickey. You follow us individually if you're if you're nice enough to do that, and you know you follow the zone and different shows. Jump on the train. Uh, we'll try to keep you entertained and informed on there. Latest tweet from us. Uh, the latest at Peter underscore King, which is Peter King mock draft, has the Titans trading pick twenty two to the Ravens for twenty seven and a third rounder, and then taking Elijah Moore if you don't care about this draft mess, is a wide receiver from Ole Miss who's A.J. Brown's partner and, and a player that many Titans fans are very interested in. The Peter King mock draft had them getting him at 27, and it was just a simple question. Do you like that? 87% now, Blaine, of almost 400 votes, and this has only been on for a few minutes. 87% answer yes. Corey Curtis from Channel 2 says that would be a coup for J-Rob. Kenny Pruitt says as long as it's a third this year, well, the Ravens have 94 and 104, so I would say if I'm J-Rob, 94 gets it done. Then I got five picks in the top 100. Alex Apple from Fox 17 marked me down. Uh, here's a GIF from Shrek that is basically a yes. Here's a GIF from the Mandalorian from West that said this is the way. Um, there's a whole bunch of yeses. Cousin Paxton did have a response, though. He said no simply because I don't want to give the Ravens anything except L's and these hands. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you on that. They're going to help us out on the trade. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, Sean says, hell yeah. There's a, there's a lot of strong responses to this. Most people hate anything like that. Oh, I hate that. I hate that pick. I, people really seem to 87% agreeing on something to do with the draft in their team. To me, that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So 87, you know what? I, I think we should get to, uh, um, not we, but, uh, the NFL right before, you know, five minutes when you know, they do the countdown. Sometimes it's eight, 10 minutes before your next pick, they should have someone for each team who, who, uh, you know, runs their social media handle say, who do you want with this pick? And then I that 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 thing would light up. And if if you win, you should get you know some you know autographed ball by Derrick Henry or or a microwave oven or something. Yeah, something. (laughs) Whatever you want to get, a cooler. You know, with the Titans. uh, I think the ball signed by Derrick Henry was the way to go. Maybe better than a small appliance. But you got to mix it up. You got you know, uh, you know, maybe ten picks. So yeah, yeah, no doubt that'd be ten picks if they did that trade. Yeah. So that that seems like it keeps your fans engaged. And whether they win or lose, you know, they're not influencing. But you want to say, hey, I was the one who said that they were going to draft, you know, 
uh, Aziz Azalari. Yeah. All right, yes. Yeah, I, I knew they were li- they were listening to me. I knew oh. they were pick my guy. See, and you get that kind of enthusiasm. Oh man, you got to be all in. Meanwhile, you know they, they really had no influence on the draft because they were, you know, they were sitting in their draft room and couldn't even hear or anything. And now the people running the social media says, "Yep, you were the winner." Blah blah blah. You know, meet you here on uh, you know the Titans uh, Nissan Stadium <laughs> with your microwave oven. <laughs> yeah, with your microwave oven, we'll send it to what address? <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're having too much fun, man! Uh, every day from one to three, you want to escape reality? Come and hang out with us. We will, uh, we'll happily do that. We're going to have a good time. We want you to hang with us. They're going to have a great time. Three to six next on Three HL. You can hang with them. Just stay on the zone all day. You got it covered. We'll see you tomorrow. One day it's draft eve tomorrow. Woo! All right. Happy Tuesday. Yeah.